chew your drinks and drink your food. Folks, welcome back to another edition of the Mere Mortals Book Reviews and I have got Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Train your mind for peace and purpose every day. Um, this has been a book that has been in my backlog for a little while, so I'm, I'm keen to review it and I uh, was just as keen as reading it through. So hold tight at the very end as well so you can find out my rating for it. So um, if you don't know Jay Shetty, so I came across Jay in two formats, one through people having conversations with Jay as well as his own podcast that he hosts now. I think it's um, on, oh, I forget it. Let me just quickly check so I don't get it wrong. It is, yeah. Who knows? Can't remember it. But it's it's he does have a podcast, Jay Shetty. Now, Jay was a monk. So I obviously stayed at the ashram over in the in the UK and went to India uh, to be a monk for a while. He lived a very normal life uh, up until a, you know, a young sort of young teen, then decided to go ahead um, from sort of college and go through to becoming a monk. And he was a monk for a uh, couple of years and then he decided to then move back. It was almost a, he sort of explains a little bit through it in the book with some of his personal experiences, but it was a, a time that he he sort of determined, yep, this is time for me to go back to the normal um, world, I guess, if you want to term it that way. But um, so I guess that gives you a little bit of background of, of Jay. So he comes from, he's a monk who now lives back amongst us. And you might've come across in one of the many viral videos that he's created. I think there's some, a lot of his videos created over 5 billion views. Um, if you believe that's correct. Yes. 5 billion views. So, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm going to make sure I get this right. It's on purpose. So there you go. <laughs> that podcast name was actually there. Now, Get more into that. It's a little bit about Jay, if you don't know about Jay, but let's talk about the actual book itself. So, Thinking Like a Monk, what was my first preconceived notions of this? Well, I thought I'm going to get some information on what it's like to be a monk, I guess, in practice, and I guess some examples, the maybe the different ways that monks might think about particular scenarios as opposed to how you would in normal life, and then, I guess, sharing how he's obviously seen those two viewpoints, one of actually being a monk at an ashram and yeah, living everyday life. Um, and, it was, and it was definitely that, um, but it was much more than that as well. So I'll, I'll talk through how it was much more than that in a second. Um, but let's talk to the actual part and how Jay's actually split the book up. So it goes into three main parts with a ton of subsections, but the parts are actually split into let go, grow, and give. So it's a focus on, and the way Jay sort of wrote this book is to think about letting go and f- first of all, looking into identity, into negativity, into fear. So it's a, at the very initial point of view, looking at examples of how you can let go of some of those negative emotions and some of the connotations that you might hold within oneself. Then the next section, part two, looks into growth. So that's uh, purpose to uh, removing ego uh, and it's the actual steps. And it actually sequences them that way because you really need to tackle that, that section of actually letting go first to then step into the ability to grow. You don't want to, uh, you can grow while you've got some of that negativity, but it's that sequence of let's just start at, at that first and foremost as, as core internally as you can and then move on through it uh, eventually becoming you know external which is that third part in this book which is give so that's uh, whether it's relationships whether it's in service whether it's in gratitude so once you have your house in order 
then it's uh, all about being able to give back to the community, to give back to people. And one of the biggest pieces that he takes away and he kind of hides it at the very end so you don't read it at the beginning and then think, oh, is this really serious? But it's the, it's the, the you know, providing service or service to others is sort of the, the greatest learning you can you can take away, which some people might think uh, otherwise to that. Um, but I think reading through the book, he, he does a, a good job to position that at the very end and explains it through quite thoroughly, which is quite nice. Um, now, in, in terms of the actual book and its structure, so apart from the parts that, that the parts that it's structured into and the subgroupings, there's a couple of things that it's worth noting. So one is... As you go through those parts, he does a really, it's really brilliant in the way that there's a lot of subsections within it. So there's parts, there's sections, and then there's really minute subsections, all, I guess, collated together almost in a chapter, but the subsections will generally be uh, a page in length. So you can normally go through a particular little topic, read about what he's, uh, I guess, saying on the topic at hand, where it's actually very specific. And then that'll all compile into a chapter. So I felt really easy to be able to just pick it up, read a particular section and put it back. Uh, I could imagine this as a, sort of the index of this to be able to go, oh, okay, I want to relook at something like uh, meditating or uh, being short of time or anger, just finding really specific subsections that would suit your need or if you wanted to read it again. So that I really enjoyed. Another um, really cool piece that Jay did as well is, so I, I did expect that to have those examples from the ashram or as a monk, what were, you know, Engel, how they dealt with the learnings or what was the crucial teachings that they provided or how they talked about relationships, all these things. Jay does a wonderful job of actually presenting all of those examples um, in the book, not all the time, but probably where it's actually needed, especially at each um, main part, there's a quite a big section usually of you know an example to, to him so that he then goes into how that can relate back to us and how it can relate to, to others and how you can actually do that uh, or use it. So uh, that, that piece is really cool. But what really won me over was, and, and a lot of self-help books do do this, but the way that he did it so consistently as well as what I really enjoy was his little try this sections, which is in a, sm- a little later of a... Um, grayed out piece I'll, I'll sort of showcase that here if you can see on the video if you listen to the audio go check the video on that one so uh, i'll give you a, a quick little example of that so this is about transforming the ego so preceding that there was a section about detaching from your ego so this is in part two of grow so he'll go he talked through a couple of things in detaching from your ego he bolded here you know what belongs to you today belonged to someone yesterday and will be someone else's tomorrow um which is all good and well right you go so you got the information you're reading but something that i found really powerful it's always it's the movement from information to wisdom and to do that you need to take action so he then has these try these sections which is in essence trying to get you the the reader to actually do something about what you've just read and put it into action and in you know in practice and that then transforms it into wisdom so there the try this says transforming ego look out for these opportunities to detach from your ego and put forth a thoughtful productive response so then it's you know at receiving an insult Observe your ego, take a broader view of the person's negativity and respond to the situation, not the insult. Um, and again, there's a couple more there in terms of transforming your ego. So he does that uh, across the book and it's it's good because it pulls you out. It slows down your reading, first of all. It slows down your reading and makes you more intentional about what you're reading and it helps you transition that information through to wisdom. So Jay, 
absolutely uh, love that. Really, really cool. So uh, I like the way that the book's structured. Um, key takeaways for me, so the, I had a lot. So I'm going to pull out a couple of things here to talk through it. I'll start with the first one that I mentioned, chew your drinks and drink your food. Uh, to people who know me, I do not do that one single bit. I'm not someone who's intentional about enjoying my food or drinks. It's just all about smashing it back as quickly as possible. They're pretty devoid of uh, flavor for making them myself. So uh, this particular takeaway was, you know, I really need to be sometimes intentionally enjoying some of those small items uh, that the world has like food and drinks. Um, A couple of the other ones I really wanted to call out was society's definition of a happy life is everybody's and nobody's. so it just like that play on you know, the definition that we all think uh, that success is a particular thing, but in the end, nobody's actually got their own definition of success. And then that leads to um, you know getting to a point in your life where you feel like you've done what society asked you to do, but in reality, uh, it doesn't fulfill you, whether it's through joy, like a joyous feeling or happiness or something else entirely. Um, the last one as well for me, I just want to talk about for takeaways was um, you are who you are when nobody is watching. Um, so uh, this is you can say it in different ways. Uh, sort of um, practice is perfect when it's in in the darkness rather than in the uh, or in the shadows rather than the limelight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, you you kind of take away that from the book when you're reading it around there's a lot of these practices especially in the way that they did in the ashram for the monks you know you weren't you weren't there even for um personal benefits it was very much about being selfless about going through the parts of you know first of all letting go of all those bad intentions that you may have uh, actually growing and understanding how your ego kind of comes into play with a lot of your interactions and then being able to give um going into that sort of selfless slash gratitude and giving um I guess persona or being in that as an individual. Um, my my final thoughts. So my final thought uh, is also a particular takeaway that I have on this book, and it was one that I I really enjoyed. So I wanted to make sure I call it out specifically. And this is little quote from the book: "We are all the lucky vacationers enjoying hotel Earth." Now that's that to me and it struck me quite uh, deeply, and it was a whole piece talking about that when you think about something almost as ownership, uh, the mindset that a monk might have is that you know, nothing, nothing's really truly ever owned. And you know, if you think of that, that logically, you know, you might be born and you might own, I don't know, a toy or some kind, and you could have it all, all your life, and it'll get to a point when you won't own it anymore because you'll you'll die or you'll go somewhere else or you'll give it away. So most materials, uh, materialistic things that we have that we think that we own. And this uh, in the book, they were talking all the way to the extremes of, say, like houses. Shall we? You could term it as almost uh, owning them, I guess. But in realis- uh, you know, realistically, if you look at it in the really long term, uh, it's more like you're uh, basically just being allowed to, you know, to, to, to participate or, you know, you're, you're vacationing, enjoying hotel earth is kind of um, the way that explained in the book. Um, so in summary, uh, a great read if you want to probably see a little bit of, I'll say through a murky glass of what monks actually do in some of the examples. He doesn't go into uh, really the depth of you know, what they truly learn and how they get taught. No, it's not about that. It was more about thinking like a monk. Uh, it's exactly what you would imagine. Someone who's a monk who now lives everyday life and just giving you the comparison of how you can bring a lot of those learnings, a lot of those insights into your everyday life and the ability to try this. And I would recommend try it. I didn't try every single one, 
but trying most of them just helps you solidify what information you're reading, making intentional and turning it into wisdom. So for me, I obviously read out that ego piece. Um, for me, that's the biggest one. I thought, okay, uh, I always get um, overrun by my ego and it's just being able to be intentional and understand, okay, what do, what, what do I feel like that as me, the being one, and what does my ego think of a lot of um, actions that come my way? Because it's really, it's it's not, it's, it's the uh, the reaction that that's really important. Not so much uh, a lot of the times the actual action. So that has been the book review for Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. I actually gave it eight and a quarter, eight point two five out of ten, or eight, eight quarters, if you whatever you want to term it. So it's actually really, really quite high up there. I. I'd say that a third of the way through the book, I thought, mm, yeah, this is this is quite good. Um, starting to go a little bit in the in the middle periods uh, for me. I just thought through, through a grow conversation, maybe not the uh, the most punchy of parts, but yeah, the the give section at the very end, especially with the relationships, was super powerful and really enjoyed it. So I'd uh, definitely recommend the the Jay Shetty book. Think like a monk, folks. That is all. Uh, if you've read it, let me know what your takeaways was. Obviously, it's always interesting to see what other people's takeaways are. But for now, that's it. One out.